Hey, welcome to the Delayed Gratification Podcast, where we're talking about taking time to build your wealth. Y'all listen, as always, I got something really, somebody really special for you. And we're going to talk real details about building wealth, with real estate, and just life in general. So again, I want to go ahead and introduce my next guest, Nicole Ambrose, the billionaire <laughs> realtor. Nicole, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Ramon? Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking your time to be here. Where else would I be when you call? I'm running. You already know. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one alone. I'm leave that I'm alone. Put my church clothes on for you. You look nice too. <laughs> Did he let you out the house like that? Barely. Okay. He's sitting I, in the car. He's sitting no, in the car with the gun. <laughs> with the gun. Listen, I I start this off the same way every time. What is delayed gratification? What does it mean to you? Oh, I love that question. And first of all, I am so proud of you for this podcast and really talking about delayed gratification in a time where I feel like so many people are into this microwave success, yes. microwave society. Everybody wants everything instantly and nobody is willing to put in the work to really get there. And then I think a lot of times social media has tricked us into thinking that success is quick. Because yeah, we only yes. put in the successful parts of the business that we, we don't show the rest see. of stuff. We're gonna talk about some of that stuff today, though. We don't show the hard work. <laughs> we just show the pose, the picture in front of the, you know, the success. But that's the steps and the years of steps that it takes. So for me, really, delayed gratification because I feel like I'm the queen of that. I've put in work for so many years and to the point where several years ago, I was ready to say, maybe this thing is not for me. I need to go back and get my corporate job. With the entrepreneurship thing? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So um, the minute that I was like ready to turn, turn my hat in and just go back to corporate, it clicked for me. And I'm so glad that I didn't give up, but it was just years and years of years of really just putting in the time and putting in the work. But now to see it and to be here after putting in that amount of work and being able to retire my oldest daughter will never have to go back and work at corporate again. She'll always have her own business. That did you did you know you want to do that early on in life with her? No, honestly, early on in life, I was just trying to survive, man. I was just trying to make sure that mm. they didn't open her and Ashley and Kennedy are my two daughters. For me, at, you know, for a long time, it was just. Let me make sure that they can open the refrigerator and the back of the refrigerator and not be staring at them. <laughs> I just want us food in the refrigerator and for them to come home and the lights come Before on. Before we start talking about your babies, yes. let me do this because we didn't properly introduce you. Can you tell <laughs> us who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So my name is Nicole Ambrose, guys. I am a real estate agent, uh, actual realtor. For those of you that don't know, there's a difference. So I'm a realtor, a real estate agent, coach, and an investor. Mm. Wow. What does that mean? Coach and investor. Like, I, I think we kind of know what real estate agent is. Yeah. Right. But coach and investor. Mm -hmm. um, so I coach real estate agents and that's my passion. Mm. I really, really love coaching real estate agents because like I was telling you, I remember there was a time when I was doing everything that I saw the industry professionals do. Yes on social media and I thought that it would work and it didn't. Um, I had paid for a couple coaching courses that were cliffhanger courses and they didn't get me to where I needed to be. So now I really pride myself on helping real estate agents really take their business to the next level. I've seen you help like, Man, I don't, I'm going to say thousands of agents at this point. Hundreds. I wish it was thousands, but we coming. We on the way. It's, it's not thousands yet? <laughs> no, we're about 800. We're, 800 oh, we're almost right at a thousand. Almost at a thousand. Okay. Do you, do you have a goal of how many agents you want to help? Like, what is that goal? I don't. So, I now, when I say 
I've done seminars for thousands of agents, but personally attending my personal coaching program, I just want to be able to touch the masses. And I don't think that there's a number for me that would indicate success. It's just until I can't go anymore, until I can't breathe, until I can't get up, until God says there's another path for me, I just will keep going. When did you know you wanted to help? Like, when did that start? You wanted to help other agents, not just yourself, because a lot of us get into it because we just want to make money for ourselves. Mm-hmm. When did you decide you wanted to help other agents? Once I, when I hit, honestly, I had a, a closet in my room mm-hmm. that was a war room long before the movie War Room ever came <laughs> out, right? And I remember during that time when I had I had been eight, nine months into real estate and I hadn't sold anything. And I remember being on my knees in that closet saying, um, God, if you just allow these doors to open for me, allow me to be a change agent in the real estate arena, allow me to be a vessel to lead people to financial freedom through mm. home ownership and investing. I will do my part to ensure that everybody that feels like me will never feel that feeling again. Just trust me with this. Allow me to be a vessel. And in that moment, I knew that there hasn't been many things that I've asked God for that haven't come to pass. Mm. Um, So I knew in that moment that it was going to happen. I just didn't know how quickly it was going to happen because it was like, you ask, boom, it's here. It's going to work. Yeah. So the success kind of happened for me after that overnight and maybe two years in Mm -hmm. I was a hundred deals sold and I knew right then that I had found what they call the secret sauce. But do you, do you think all of your experiences 20, 30 years prior to that Mm -hmm. led up to you being able to be so successful? I'm going to say so quickly, but it really wasn't quickly because the other things that happened before that do you what do you think is one of the biggest parts of like prior to you in that room that night saying that prayer led you to be able to be as successful as you are now honestly it's corporate i have taken everything that i learned in corporate america and transformed it into my own business Mm. so some of the times i was questioning like why am i here i'm supposed to be working for myself But now I can answer that with all confidence. Everything that I learned about time management, everything that I learned about organization, management skills, all of the sales classes that I had taken in corporate, I've now taken those things. So you think if you would have skipped, if you would have just 18 years old, 19 years old, said I'm going to be a, a real estate agent, would you have been as successful as you are now? I would personally have to say no. Okay. I would really honestly have to say no. I think that a lot of my disciplines and the structure that I have in my business has really been from shout out to corporate and to every company that fired me. I appreciate it. <laughs> you got you got fired? <laughs> well, a ton of times. <laughs> you know, being late is a challenge for me. Being on time is a challenge. So um, I've gotten fired from some six-figure jobs when mm. having a six-figure job wasn't popular. I had six-figure jobs. 15 years ago and um yeah and the last one that really fired me I remember crying rolling under the bed and my cousin shout out to Chanel Yubo um called me and was like cousin come on we can do this tax business I can teach you how to never go back to corporate again I was like what not and at that time I needed my paycheck I had a house I had bills I had kids and long story short I've never been back to corporate Mm, so so you just said tax business 
-hmm. So you have had a tax business? A very successful tax business. Um, the first one was in Austell. And then the one that really blossomed for me and allowed me to venture off into real estate was in College Park, okay. right in the uh, shopping plaza with the flea market. Wow. Wow. What got you started? I know you say your cousin Chanel, shout out mm -hmm. Chanel, mm -hmm. um, got you going, yes. right? But how long did it take before you felt like, man, I'm starting to make some money. I want to stick with this thing. Like, what was it that kept you there? And how long were you in the tax business? Wow. So that first year that she taught me how to do taxes during that tax season, it, I got 25 clients and I kind of did it effortlessly through my friends and family. So that next year I was like, oh, I'm about to pipe up. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw, you know, how easy it really was because it's a need whenever you have a business. If you can do a business where there is a need. Yes. Two things have to meet. The need has to be there in your marketing. If you market a need, it's going to sell. People just have to know that you're doing it because the taxes, everybody has to have their taxes done. But it seems like everybody's doing taxes. So what made you different? What made you be successful? I'm relentless. I think one of the things that people always say, I'll never be the best real estate agent. I'll never be the best tax preparer. I'll never be the best credit repair company. I'll never be the best, but I'll always be the most consistent. I'll always show mm. up first. I'll always leave last. Um, there's something in me that's a burning desire that you can't teach. So that's, that's part of it. It's something inside of you. Mm -hmm. When did you know that though? Like, has there ever been any doubt that you didn't have that thing that you know you have now? When I was little, I thought I used to run track when I was little and I used to think that it was just a competitive nature in me. Okay. I didn't realize that it wasn't a competitive nature until I started realizing how much I like to give everything that I know to other people. So it just is, I think it's really just something that's in you that knows I've been in a place that I can't ever go back to. I've been so broke. That I can't ever. What does that mean? Were you broke or broken? Both. What does that mean to you? Dang, that's deep, Ramon. Dang, broke and broken. Mm. The broken part of me came from um, just they say New York is a concrete jungle, man. Chicago is a concrete jungle. Uh, yeah, yeah. I Chicago was... <laughs> is a concrete jungle, and I respect New York, love New York. But I must say that Chicago is also a concrete jungle. And being from Chicago, we go through brokenness in life that um, from being in relationships. And this is just, you know, you know, I speak honest and I speak yes, candid about who, who I am and who I've been. Um, having my oldest daughter's father being a drug dealer who went to jail and left me with my daughter and, you know, at times his son that isn't my biological son, but I look at him as if he is and just having to make a way out of no way. Was that part of your plan when you 16, 17, 18, like this is the life I want based on the environment or did you always know you wanted to be corporate, you, you know, kind of where you are now? What did that do for your journey? Like that part of your life, that brokenness, going through that with your baby and, mm -hmm. you know, life in Chicago, was that part of your original plan? The original plan, um, when that movie <laughs> on power, when the, uh, <laughs> when Ghost White said, I want you to be the biggest 
GD drug dealer. Like yes. when I was 15, 16, I was seeing that and I thought, and it was glamorized yes. in my neighborhood on the South side of Chicago. So I thought that that's what I'm like, look, I'm going to marry the biggest drug dealers. I can have the nicest, this, the nicest, mm. that. But then after I had my daughter, that changed. I didn't ever want her dad, her been in jail. And I couldn't, I couldn't be the one who failed her as well. So you think that's part of that challenge, that delay of getting what you want then? Because if you would have married the biggest drug dealer, and you, no telling where you would be right Ooh, now, right? Yes. So you, your your dream got delayed. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Nothing but God. Nothing but God. Nothing but so God. you you talk about like you're honest. Yes. Like I've seen you shed a tear too, mm -hmm. right? What has been one of the biggest delays that that you didn't understand why it happened, mm -hmm. but the biggest delay, other than that, things like that mm -hmm. at a young age, because we all go through things at a young age, mm -hmm. but recently, what have you had to delay to get to today? One of the things that I'm so not good at and I'm still a work in progress mm. with is... And you know you can't say you're not good at it though, right? Well, it's true, but God is working with me at it. I'm Patience. Patience is not my strong suit. <laughs> Patience is like, if I want something, I want it today. And mm. I'm, I'm going to put everything into, mm -hmm. like, I can have a thousand things going on. But if it's something that really pulls my attention, I'm going to do everything that I can in that moment right then to make it happen right then. And sometimes that's not really realistic. Sometimes you have to set a goal in place and say, yes, I want this 200 unit building, but I'm going to put this on a plan for the next 12 months and have a monthly plan of how you get right. there. But there's something inside of my brain that doesn't work like that. When I see it, it's like whatever I have to do right now, forsaking all things, I'm going to get that today. And so that's, you want instant gratification sometimes. And that's bad. What happens when you don't get it? Um, I think that's in that's a situation where we inflict a feeling of failure on mm. ourselves because as soon as something that's unrealistic doesn't happen, instead of you looking at it as if it's not realistic, you look at it as a failure, mm. especially, you know, we're in the day and age of social media and you see so many other people doing, you know, big things. Yes. So if you don't do those things that you necessarily see those people doing when you want it at that time, it's like, man, how do they do? And I can't do it. Maybe this is just not for me, or maybe I'm not good enough, or maybe this all kind. And I don't care how much do not let social media trick us. I don't care how successful a person looks. Everybody has that moment where they have doubt mm. of some or insecurities of some kind. Yes. They just don't show them yes. in public but everybody has them why don't why don't we show it i think it's hard being vulnerable it's not hard for me because you know i'll drop a tear and i'll say anything <laughs> anywhere and i don't care <laughs> this is when real meets real yes. right here um but i think for some people it's just hard to be vulnerable because society has made us feel like we always have to be strong so so what makes you like because you will get vulnerable Absolutely. And we know you're super powerful, mm -hmm. right? And we see where you are mm -hmm. today, mm -hmm. right? But what makes it okay for you, somebody that's that powerful, you lead a lot of people mm -hmm. on a daily basis, mm -hmm. what makes you be okay with being vulnerable? I think that's the part of me that is a helpmate for people mm. because I want people to see that 
Are you going to pull up in a $200,000 car? Okay. Are you going to have a half a million, million dollars? Yeah, you will. We have a nice bag. Absolutely. But we still bleed just like you. We yes. still like that stuff means nothing if you don't have the right inside. And mm. for me, just letting people know that it's okay. I struggle. You'll struggle. You know, the people that you look up to truly have struggles and it's okay to have a struggle. And I want people that are trying to get to where I am to know that it's okay. It's okay. And the people that where I'm trying, cause you will always, it, it'll always be another level. Yes. So the people that are at that next level that I look up to are the people that are vulnerable and say, it's okay. And you can be strong and be vulnerable. At so the same let's time. talk about where you are. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you will do a billion dollars in real estate. Absolutely. You will surpass that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know as a kid, being a millionaire mm-hmm. was like the goal, mm-hmm. right? And I knew a lot of folks that hit that status. You know, I hear people saying, I won't be the first. I'll be the first millionaire in my family. I won't be. Okay. Like, I, me personally, I won't be. There were some before me. Yes. But to hear that word, billion-dollar real estate agent, mm-hmm. it's like, how big is that, right? Yes. When you get there, mm-hmm. right? Because it's going to be soon. Yes. I've watched you 30 yes. million, 50 million, yes. 70 million, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think you'll feel like when you hit that billion dollar mark? I'm my hardest critic, Ramon. I don't think that it'll ever be a time when I think I celebrate in that moment. I'll pick the phone up and call, you know, you and other people that have been instrumental in my life and say, you know, and thank you guys for helping me get here. And I'm humbled and I'll thank God. And then I'm off to setting the next goal. How do you get that though? What is, what is, I'm a real estate agent, realtor or an investor Mm -hmm. watching right now. Mm -hmm. Give me three steps to get there. What is just three quick steps? How have you done it? How can Mm -hmm. I do it? Because I always say if somebody did it, I can do it. Right. But I'm watching you. Mm -hmm. What do you tell me? I'm brand new. The most important, the three most important keys, honestly, the most important one is consistency, Mm. consistency, show up every day, show up for your clients, show up for your business, show up for you, show up for your employees, show up for your showing agent, show up for your receptionist, show up for your assistant, show up, show up for the business, show up for the other real estate agents that are on the other side of your deal, show up for the realtor community as a whole, just show up and be consistent in your show up. That's the first thing. The second thing is my business began to thrive to the level that it is when I put the right systems in place. Uh-oh. We're going to come back to that one. Systems. How, so keep this one in mind. How long did it take you to put those systems in place? We're going to come back to that. I want you to think about that. After you get number three, we're going to come back to systems, yeah, though. Yeah, because systems is a big one. And then finally, honestly, having a having a targeted client. I think that it's very hard Mm -hmm. in a real estate business right now. And you make it harder when you don't have a segmented people that is your ideal client. So being all over the place and having, you know, your target. Now my, my targeted client is anybody that's 25 to 50 years old, male, female, married, single, anywhere in between Mm -hmm. employee or self-employed looking to purchase a purchase a house from three hundred to five hundred thousand dollars. That's my idea. And you know client. it right off the right off right the back. I can repeat it to you twenty nine times. So if they want to buy a six hundred thousand dollar house, you're gonna refer them to me? 
No, no, no. They want to buy a million. <laughs> <laughs> they want to buy a couple million dollar house. I'm going them. to sell it. I sold my first multi multi million dollar house in April. I'm Congratulations. Asking, thank you. I'm going to sell it and I'm going to do well at selling it. Yes. But when you look at my marketing and my branding, mm-hmm. my marketing and my branding is consistent to that segment of people that I just talked about. So there's no confusion of these are my people that I want to magnetically attract to my business without dumping a ton of money into paid lead generation systems that don't work. So three things, man, showing up, being consistent, Mm -hmm. having the systems Mm -hmm. and then know who you're talking to. Yes. Right. So I shouldn't be all over the place. Right. If you come in, I can serve you. Mm -hmm. But my people that I'm talking to are the, it's this person, basically. This, yes. this is all my, every ad you see is going to be talking to that person. It makes it easier to make your message crystal clear when yes. you have a segmented population of people that you want to talk to. And not only is that message crystal clear, it's consistent. Mm. Yeah, I remember people used to ask me that, like, who's your client? I used to be like, everybody, right? Because I think about Walmart, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, everybody go to Walmart to buy tissue. You see what I'm saying? Everybody uses Amazon, but they weren't targeting everybody, right? They were talk, targeting a certain population, which was probably low-income folks, right? Because when you get a little money, you start going to Target. And you don't see in a lot of the areas that are upper-class areas, you see a Target. You don't see a Walmart. Correct. Correct. So that's critical. So let's go back to these systems. Mm-hmm. It takes a minute to put systems in place. I'm still putting systems in place. What do you mean? So... Real estate is one of those things that's ever changing. Okay. Two years ago when COVID happened, we went into, we shifted to a seller's market. Mm. How you attract a seller is drastically different than how you attract a buyer. Yes. So your, your, your systems will always be a work in progress and there'll always be new systems that come out. There'll always be new tools that come out. Technology is ever changing. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those things that you'll consistently have to keep up with. So if you don't have SOPs in your business, that what's that? It, your procedures that teach you how to operate okay. in your daily business. So if you don't have procedures and policies in your business that are yes. written out, you're doing your business a disservice because then as, some, as soon as something changes, you can rip that page out and put the new page in there. Mm-hmm. So you should be running your business based on a booklet that no matter, you can go into my business right now, I can hand you my binder and I can be on vacation for the next three weeks and my business wouldn't change because you you would know exact how I go down to how I go pick up a gift. How long did it take you to put the system that you have today, mm-hmm. right, put it in place? Two years. Two years. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Absolutely. So you didn't, day one, you didn't come out with that. You didn't buy it nowhere. Mm -mm. So your system may not work for me. Correct. Right. So I got to build my own, which may take time. So I'll give you a shell. Okay. The shell of what I have will work. But a lot of times the systems are going to be unique to your personality, Mm -hmm. your character, the type of client that you want to attract. So the shell of what I give you would absolutely work for you. You would just have to take that and put your own spin to it. So is that how you train so many other agents. Absolutely. Tell me what does that look like? What does the training piece look like? I'm a agent, whether I'm new or experienced, I've seen you train both. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? I come to you and I'm like, Cole, I'm not doing $2 million a year or $10 million a year or whatever that number is. Mm-hmm. 
What do you do from that point when I come to you? What do you have in place? The very first thing is we have to identify what it is that is your, what's your long-term goal. And generally I don't work with people who say that if they say something about, and this is just personally for me because I don't do things for money. I do things for purpose and passion and I really am out here doing God's work. So I don't work with people. If somebody comes to me and tells me that I just want to make a hundred million dollars in the next five years, just tell me how to make a hundred million dollars. That's not, and I've turned a ton of people away to say that that's not, I can't help you do that. What Why? I, um, because I think people that do things for money, most times money has to be the byproduct. Okay. You really have to do things for purpose, passion, and to be a servant. I like to work. I'm a servant. I'm a servant leader. And I like to work with people who are servants. So I just work better with that type of person. But a person that is an opportunist or somebody that's mm. simply doing something for money, we generally don't jail well because we don't talk the same language. So, so I mean, it takes time as a real estate agent, mm -hmm. professional, investor, mm -hmm. developer, to build, right? Mm -hmm. What would you say if I came to you and I'm like, if I don't hit this goal in 12 months, I'm going to quit, right? Mm -hmm. Do you help with not only giving me the brochures, but what about like the mental piece of it? Like, do you have, is that part of the coaching? Do you talk Absolutely. me off the ledge? Absolutely. What does that look like? Absolutely. So that really is the main ingredient because you have to be sound mentally. You can't show up for somebody else, or you can't show up to a meeting, a client meeting, mm. you can't show up to an event. If mentally you're not there and yes. mentally you're in a fog, there's no way that you can be your best self. So that's the first thing. You really have to make sure that the mindset is right and that the mental is right. And a lot of times that's the hardest part because people are going through real life stuff. You know, yes. COVID laid so many people off. People's bills are behind. We've got people now that have more challenged credit than ever before. So life is really happening to people, you know? So wow. to plug through and dig through those layers like an onion is definitely first. Cause I can teach you how to go out and be a good real estate agent, but I can't teach you how to be a good person. And I can't teach you how to be a happy person. That's something that we got to work through some things and get you mentally where you need to be. And then let's deal with the business. So do you, do you feel like it's, you know, peeling back that, cause you talked about peeling back those layers of the onion, right? What does your programming have to do with that though like I come to you and I'm just from a kid I got some issues from a kid so it stops me from being great as an adult how do you handle that because you deal with hundreds and you keep saying 800 but I know thousands because it's been audiences that you've been yes. in front of right yes. how do you help us because I want to I want to be like you I want to do 50 million 100 million dollars a year it honestly, that first conversation, and sometimes we do it in a group, and as we do it in a group, yes. sometimes I have to peel back and talk to some people individually because going through this process is already one of the things that people don't realize about real estate because they see us put on pretty dresses and nice suits <laughs> and they see us showing pretty houses. Real estate is a very, very stressful environment is it absolutely Ramon you know it's stressful <laughs> it is crazy out here in these streets yes. and um you're dealing with so many different people in one transaction and there are so many places where one transaction can fall apart 
the inspection, the appraisal, underwriting, taxes. Like there's so many different areas where that transaction can fall apart. So with understanding that, it's a high stress job. Mm. So before you go into even me teaching you what is the appropriate CRM, your um, customer relationship management tool, before we even talk about any of that, let's talk about what's going on with your home life. How are your child? How are your children? You get into that with your program? Absolutely, absolutely. What's going on with you know your husband? What's going on with your wife? How how is your family environment? Because if you are going through hell at home, it's going to be impossible for you to focus on what yes. I'm trying to teach you on Tuesday nights. So now I'll just have been out here doing this, talking to you for two hours, three hours, four hours every week for sport, because you can't focus on what I'm talking to you about because you have a mental fog going on at home. Yes. So now you really sitting there looking at me through the zoom or looking at me in person. And really you're looking through me because you're really thinking about the stuff that you have going on at home. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. yeah I've been there. I've been, you know, a little stress, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so we, you know, we'll talk about that in a second. So, man, you help so many. I'm, and I'm going back to this. It's it's amazing how you help so many people. And I know those people individually. Like, yes. I know the people that have worked with me. Mm -hmm. I know them individually. I've um, talked one-on-one -on -one with them. Yeah. I have real relationships. Like, I'm not out here. I don't want to be the, the real estate agent. Um, the the coach that has coached 10,000 people, but I don't have a relationship with one of them. Um, I really want to have a real re relationship with my people. And if it means that I service less people, but I give more effective service, I'm okay with that. Why? Why is that important to you? Because I really, I don't want to just be in this for a numbers game. At the end of the day, if they carry me away from here on a stretcher, I want to know that I made an impact. And it's hard to make an impact and for me, with the type of person that I am, and every coach is going to be different because some some coaches can coach the masses and be successful at it. I'm a very personable person. I like really helping people and I like getting into the nitty gritty of why aren't you successful? What is it that we need to do here to get you to here? And sometimes the here doesn't have anything to do with real estate. So I can't get you here in real estate if I can't get you past this. Past that personal stuff. Mm hmm. So what are you willing to like right now to get? Cause you want to help people. Yes. Let's talk about something that for you, what do you want and what are you willing to sacrifice now to get what you want in three years, five years? Give me, give me a goal that you're willing to delay five years um, now. And you're looking forward to it five, 10 years from now. What is that? What is that thing? Cause you got to delay something. Something you're going to have to give up today. What is that thing you're willing to give up today to get what you want tomorrow? I'm giving up um, and not giving up. I'm so honored to be able to turn my day-to-day -day real estate business over to my oldest daughter, Ashley. Um, and Kennedy's coming along. She's getting stronger as she goes. But Ashley is there. She is amazing. I've spent the last two years um, gearing her up for a day like today. Yes. And uh, she's ready. She's out right now as we speak, as we're filming this. She's actually doing her first photo shoot and she's ready to take over Nicole Ambrose Real Estate and Co. Um, we're doing a name change very soon. So that will be something that will incorporate her. But I'm taking a step back from my day to day sales and she will still run that business. I'll continue to be a face of a lot of yes. it. 
alongside of her, but she'll run the day-to-day operations to give me an opportunity to really step back and learn as much as I can about building. I want to help a thousand women build Mm. homes and build subdivisions and build platforms for themselves that are larger than anything that they ever could have imagined. And it's no way that I can do that and continue to run my day to day of my real estate, my real estate. So I think what I just heard is you're going to have to give up that touching of folks daily. What I love, what you love Mm -hmm. in order to help be more impactful Mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20 years from now where you've built other women into being developers and investors and mm-hmm. their own platforms. Yes. How does that feel? Right like, now, Today, how does it feel? Yeah. Honestly, today, right now, it's scary because real estate for the past five years, I sold over 400 homes in Ooh. the last five years. So this has been my baby. Yes. This isn't something that I, I woke up and I, I was eat, sleeping and drinking this. I remember, you know, before everybody was really on social media doing real estate five years ago when I first started, yes. I was in the parks with my bullhorn in the roughest parts of Atlanta <laughs> doing credit repair <laughs> seminars, one at eight o'clock in the morning and one at 12. And Chicago I was, prepared you for that, though. Absolutely. I okay. was ready. Stay, All right. stay strapped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... um. So for me, this wasn't, um, they're not million dollar people in the parks getting credit repair. Yes. There were those people that were buying two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000 homes that really, they weren't looking for a handout. They were looking for a hand up. And I felt like I was in position to teach them enough about credit to lead them to home buying. So this says um, kids will see me in the, in the grocery stores and they'll be with their parents. And they're like, mommy, mommy, it's the credit lady because I encourage them to bring their kids to the parks and they would be in the park with coloring books. And I would give them coloring books, crayons while I'm teaching their parents about credit repair. And um, so this for me has been a heart tug. Yes. It's been purposeful. It's been passion. It's been my heart. Um given out to so many people. So when I'm sitting at the closing table, <clears throat> it's almost like um, I'm from Chicago. So forgive me, but lack of a better term, <laughs> it's almost like a crackhead chasing the next high. As soon as I'm there with them, I feel so good and so warm and tingly inside. Mm. I'm ready to get out and help that next person because these are people who never thought they would have achieved the dream of home ownership. So for me, turning this over to my baby is the best feeling in the world because I'm giving my baby something that will allow her to never have to go work for somebody But it's still else. tough. But it's still tough. But you giving know. Giving my baby my baby. Giving your baby your baby. She can handle it, though. Oh, she's handling it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some would say she's going to be, it's going to be Coca-Cola of real estate. She's going to take it her. to the next level. She will. Mm-hmm. But you're doing this knowing that it's uncomfortable, um, it's not easy, mm-hmm. but you know, in the next, I don't know, how many years do you want to reach that thousand women? It'll be 10 years. 10 years? 10 That's years. a long time. Mm-hmm. So 10 years. And you, I'll help more people along the way because yes. some people will do smaller projects, but I want to know that I was responsible for um, 1,000 women that are touching things like hotels, that are touching things like strip malls, that are touching things like a regular mall, that are touching massive projects, not just fixing and flipping a house. How are you going to do that? 
Ramon, you know me. How can how can we participate mm-hmm. in you doing that? What is like? Give me the steps. So the first thing, and that I've been very very diligent about this last three months, and that I'll be even more diligent about over the last tw- over the next twelve months, yes. is educating myself to mm. make sure I'm forming the relationships because real estate is a relationship business. Yes. So before I dive into saying, hey, thousand of y'all come go with me, by the time I'm really vocal Mm -hmm. and I hit the the airways with this is what we're doing, I will be the best, one of the best people that people will have ran into and it'll be the best from a knowledge perspective. I'll have all of the resources. I'll have all of the connections and everybody that they'll need to be in touch with to develop those types of deals will be in my Rolodex. So it, it, for me right now is the relationships. When you ask, what can you do? It's really assisting me with making sure that I have the foundation. I have the foundation, but now it's building those relationships and helping me to be in the rooms with the right people to put this in action. Because one of the things that you can go back hundreds of years, when there have been roles that society deemed weren't for women. Yes. And I still think that right now today, the hard hat and the boots is still when you see a woman with a hard hat and a and boots on. I kind of like it, but that's another story. That's you. That's, I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but most people look at it and say, "Ugh, she's so hard," and she's not hard. I think that you know it's okay now for us to jump on top of a tractor. Yes. And I can't be on top of, of a tractor with my heels on, and I can do just as good of a job as a man can. For do. sure, or better, or better, or better, or yeah. better. So that's really where I am. So I have a small team that I'm starting with right now today. We're already in action. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Janine Smith, the owner of Black Girls in Real Estate. Um, we did a class last week and we're going to continue to do classes where we're bringing people to the to the forefront. So we're doing smaller projects now where we're teaching how to build one, two, three homes at a time okay. to gear up to those bigger projects. Um What's a big project though? Because because one pro one house is a big project. Well, uh, one house is a big project when you haven't done it. We've done that and mastered that. So now it's really okay. a subdivision. Okay. And, and so we can show you we can show you how to go out and build a single family house. We can show you how to build. Um, fix and flip anything that you want to fix and flip. We can really show you how to go in. And even with the multifamily, we can show you how to do those. We can show you how to fix, flip those. But the one thing that I haven't done today is a subdivision. So it's on my radar right now. It's on the radar. When? Mm -hmm. When are we going to have one out? So what I would love to do, we're looking at land right now. Okay. I would love to have a meeting with you after this. I'm putting you on a spot and right. on a spot in front of all of these people. And I would love to, for us to be breaking ground on our subdivision next year, first, second quarter. Done. Yeah, done. And it's easy work. That's the thing. We have the resources. We have the lenders. Yes. We have the people. Yes. We have the builders. We have everything um, that we need within our circle. Yes of our immediate sphere of influence. So now it's just about pulling that immediate sphere that we have together and going to work, baby. I want to go back to this thousand person goal, woman yes. goal. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. In 10 years, a hundred people a year. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can just, in my mind, when you said it, I just thought about a thousand deals in 10 years that are larger deals. We're going to call mm-hmm. them larger deals, right? Mm-hmm. Hotels, stadiums, mm-hmm. Mixed use projects. Mm-hmm. 
that means a lot to mm-hmm. the culture. Absolutely. And, and, and honestly, I understand who my client is going to be. Right? I understand who yes. my partners are going to be. Yes. Not saying they're not going to come from other ethnicities because I don't believe in race, right? Because I right. think it's only one race. It's the human Correct. race, right? Correct. But I know that for a thousand African-American mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. or 900 and 100 mm-hmm. other, right, that changes the game. Absolutely. In 10 years. Absolutely. And some people may say 10 years is a long time, but if y'all think about the past two years have gone by so fast, so right? Fast. So 10 years will look up if we're not prepared, if we're not mm-hmm. following you and you don't have that plan in place, mm-hmm. we will still be in the same place where we are now, not owning land as a people, mm-hmm. Still 1% in commercial real estate. I think that's, you know, African-American, I mean, minorities in general. Mm-hmm. That's going to be big, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to sacrifice right now. I'm, I just want to repeat this because when we mm-hmm. look at this 10 years from now, mm-hmm. I'm be like, she was right. Your baby of helping people find homes mm-hmm. to now helping people develop communities of homes, affordable housing, hotels, mm-hmm. making sure you empower women mm-hmm. to do this. A thousand Right. A thousand. thousand. And that's an easy number. I think Mm. that's lightweight. I think that when we think about how many women that it is in the world that are we only see the the people that have 300, 400, 2 million followers on social media. They're the half of a percent, not even the one percent. They're the half a percent of the world. Mm. It's so many powerful women. Yes. That are out here that don't get recognition that nobody knows that they're not looking for the limelight, but they have the will. They have the tenacity. They work hard. Some of them have the resources, the finances. They have what it takes to already forge this forward. They just don't have the expertise to be able to do it in this field. So there's a thousand people that will stand up today if we had a national show that we can go on right now and have the world tune into there's a thousand women that will stand up today and say they were ready y'all, y'all leaving us out y'all have left us out for so long and don't start me on that because you know i'll go down Ooh. a whole nother tangent well we're going to go there right one. now let's do it so i don't think i've ever left i like when we work together right Mm-hmm. but you said a thousand women. So can the men help? How can we help? Well, I, okay. So let me, let me rephrase that. All right, there here we go. Be, there will be a lot of men that will help us along the yes. way. But I think that for, um, black women in real estate, mm. it just is a powerful movement. I think men have had this platform for a yes. very long time and it's time for y'all to hear us roar. I mean, I don't, I don't mind wanna, dropping y'all off, picking you up. I don't, <laughs> I don't mind doing all of that. I don't want to put an apron on. I don't want to get in the kitchen and cook. I don't. I love Instacart. I don't want to go to the grocery store. <laughs> That's not my thing. I don't want to cook no bacon. I don't want to do none of that. I don't want to clean the house. But I'm going to be a helpmate to you because I can call every. I'm gonna call Instacart and I'm gonna call a lady mm. that comes to clean our house. I'm gonna get all of that stuff done. But I want to be in that boardroom. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, she can come clean the house then. <laughs> Check this out. So you said buildings over bacon. Absolutely. I like that. Do I look like I should be in the kitchen cooking? I'm not going to answer that one. I did that already. You did it already? Mm-hmm. Buildings over bacon. Now I can. Now let's not get it twisted. Now I can. I can. I wasn't going there. The I wasn't going to ask that question. And I can bake. I can do the whole thing. It just. Speaking of bacon. 
bake, baking, B-A-K-I-N-G, not B-A-C-O-N. Like, when I first met you, you, you kind of dated cake. me, right? And uh-huh. you brought me to a meeting, this uh-huh. beautiful cake. Uh-huh. But I ain't got one since we, you know, uh, I don't, does, that, does that happen with all the ladies that's going to be in this styles and thing? Because we want to make sure we. Ever since then, you have been saying that you are watching your way. You at the track every morning. Oh, so there we go with this, right? So. Since you at the track every morning, I'm trying to help you help yourself. All right, I go not there. You the women are always so fast on their feet, y'all. <laughs> a thousand more of them, but we're going to be, woo. But I love it, though. I love the idea, Nicole, mm-hmm. seriously. And I want to make sure I do my part yes, in that, right? You. Whatever it is, you know, you always got every resource I got. Mm-hmm. But a thousand, right? I think that. What do you think you're going to feel like? Because you got a number on that one. So you normally won't put a number on something, but, but you said a I thousand, a, a definite thousand. Now we're going to go past that. Mm-hmm. But when we hit a thousand. I want to see a thousand women with hard hats, with boots, with our whatever, our overalls, whatever the look is, right? And I want to have an aerial drone shot looking down in front of a project that we're about to master and conquer. That's going to be crazy. I'm so when I say I'm so excited about it, I see it, I feel it, I dream it, and I can't think of anything else right now. A thousand. Mm-hmm. I can picture that too. I just saw that picture with you. Just mm-hmm. I'm so excited about off being these out there. Coach buses have mm-hmm. back to back coach buses lined up. Let's get off these coach because that's buses. twenty buses. They they mm-hmm. hold fifty a piece. Mm-hmm. Twenty buses mm-hmm. lined up. And this is the thing, I never feel like there's a I in team. Yes. There are other women who are real estate agents that mm-hmm. are developers that own brokerages. I would love to partner. It doesn't have to be Nicole brought a thousand women. I just want to see it happen. Some movement. A movement. So there are other people who are out here that I'm going to be talking to to help me forge this forward. And I'm super excited about it. And I absolutely on no day wanted to be a me mission. I wanted to be a us mission. I just, you know, had the vision to bring it forward, but there's going to be a lot of powerful women that will be in place assistant along this. So look, I just had a vision, right? You know, I will, you know, if my woman is a part of that, mm-hmm. I'll fix the bacon. Your what? I'll cook the bacon. Your, I'll be up in the morning. Before the bacon. Your, don't worry about it. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, she went that in, y'all. I'm saying, though, I'm excited about my woman out there with a hard hat on. Mm-hmm. And I'm up in the morning, like, here you go, baby. Mm-hmm. Right? On her way out the door. On her way out the door. Absolutely. And then I just go in there and watch me some Steve Harvey, Family Field. I'm not, I'm not uh, working no more. I'm going to be. I'm, oh, no. That, don't, that ain't how that work? Gerard, if you're watching, that's not what I just said. What I just said to you, love, is that I don't want to do those things, but I will do them. Under no uncertain terms are you going to sit at home and watch Family wow. Feud, Jeopardy, or any of that. You still have to go to work, love. Love you. No, 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 no. That's not literally. We we already we already got this planned out. Uh-huh. When when you know, we're gonna be the help. No. We're not. We got no. we gotta go to work still. Still gotta get up and go to work. Because it's gonna take all of us to, to get this thing take right. This whole village to get this thing right. I just right. lost all of my excitement. <laughs> no, you didn't. Because nothing excites you more than real estate. I love it. I you know nothing I love it. Nothing excites you more than real estate. A thousand Nicole, that's a beautiful goal. And I know we're going to exceed it. I know you're going to exceed it, right? Not me, we. You were right, we. But the one thing you just said, and this is critical, Mm -hmm. working with 
other folks, right? Absolutely. You're not competing. You're not competing. Y'all, there's millions of people out here, right? I don't compete. Like there are so many. There are so many powerful real estate agents. I can name you ten powerful yes. female real estate agents, and I'm in there, and they'll tell you I'm in their inbox. I don't care who they are. I'm in their <laughs> inbox, and I'm saying, "Go, sis. I see you. I support you. I yes. love what you're doing. Yes. Congratulations. I see you again. Thanks for what you're doing for our community. Yes. Thanks for what you're doing for our for our culture. Thanks for what you're doing for real estate. You're amazing. Keep going. It's important for us to empower each other, and I'm in everybody's inbox when I see them doing something good i see you and i celebrate you i love it i love that about you mm, i celebrate everybody i'm not competing with anybody the only person i'm competing with is the person that i see in the mirror every day that's it mm, that's deep you don't start now you're breaking it down right what does that competition in the mirror look like every day like is that I get up and I'm like, you didn't do it right today or yesterday or what is that mirror? Does that mirror talk back? It does. That might sound a little crazy. I might need medication. I don't know because my mirror talks to me all the time. No, no, <laughs> no. We, we Listen, a lot of us are afraid to look in the mirror, mm-hmm. right? Does that mirror, do you talk tell that mirror about long-term goals or it just is a daily thing? What is that? It's a daily thing. And that, the time, and a lot of people will think that, I spend a lot of time getting dressed because once I, if I say, hey, let me go run in here and put some clothes on. <laughs> it normally is like an hour, hour and a half before I come out. And it's not just me getting dressed. I'm yes. really in a, I'm in my closet. I'm praying. I'm circling in my closet. Mm. I'm praying. I have a huge mirror in the closet and I'm looking in that mirror and I really have real conversations with myself. And, you know, I'm a Christian. I cuss a lot when it's, um, <laughs> When I do something that's terrible, I will really look in a mirror and say, you fucked that up. Mm. And I don't need anybody else to correct me, although y'all do a good job at it. I don't need anybody else to correct me. I self-correct. And that conversation that I have in a mirror with myself, because you can look at me and say something to me that I did wrong and it'll break my heart. But when I look in that mirror and what I have to say to myself breaks me down. Mm. Because you're not you the mo, the person that you should be most accountable to is yourself. You gotta self correct, and you have to have a certain level of accountability to yourself. And that level of accountability that you have to yourself. How, is how long did it take you, you to do that? To learn how to correct yourself is that something that it's a long time? A right? long time. So when I'm not able to do that, and I, and I'm going back to the delayed gratification, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel good now that you can correct yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that um, it's a challenge for me because I'm not perfect and I'm still, you know, I'm spoiled and should be. Yeah, I'm spoiled. I have um, I don't have a selfish bone in my body, but I got a lot of spoiled tendencies. Um, My family has I have come from a very good family. They have taken excellent care of me and have spoiled me. Um, I have the best partner on my side, Jariah Davis, who is, he's a freaking amazing, um, only God could love me enough to have given me him. And he spoils me every day. You, my brothers, like y'all, you guys show me my worth along with me proving my worth every day. So with that for a long time, that was something that I didn't use to empower me. It was something that really was, kind of 
I used it in a bad way to be able to say, I'm just spoiled. I should just be getting whatever I want and I should have and I should. <laughs> and now as I get older, it's more so saying, yes, am I spoiled? But that part of me, you have to earn that for a person to even value you enough to want to spoil you. Are you coming from a place of value? What are you giving back? How are you earning this position and this platform that people put you on. And I think for me now it's more about I'm earning my way. If you see me in a room, I work to get in that room. If you see me on a stage anywhere, I work to get there. And it's all from the conversations that I have with myself. I love it. I love it. So I know we, you know, the thousand women goal of being developers, uh, investors, just taking over the real estate world, mm -hmm. that's a 10-year goal. Absolutely. Right? We talked about what it's going to take to get there. Mm -hmm. Before we end, I want to know, give me something that you're going to delay today Yes. that you want to be grateful for, get the gratification in mm. 12 months. Just 12 months. We're not even going to go three years, five years. Something right now, and you got something that you want right now, Right. But I want to know what that thing is, what that goal is, or what that thing is, and what are you going to sacrifice today over the next 12 months to get what you really want in 12 months? I think we always talk about business. Mm -hmm. So there are some things, I think, in life as women, once we get so focused on our career and making money, we're so focused on that that a lot of times we'll let the body go. Or if we're really focused on the body, then we'll not be as focused on money. It's really hard to have a balance in between the two. And I think Michelle Obama really set the precedence with yes, that. Yes. You were, um, you know, on side of one of the most powerful men in the world. Yes, and you got up sure. at 3 a.m. every single morning, 4 a.m. and worked out and you maintained helping run this country while also staying physically fit. So for me, over the next 12 months, I'm going to sacrifice um, sleep. I want to be a, I want to, as I go through this journey of helping these thousand women, I want to be a well-rounded package. I'm going to make sure um, over this next 12 months that I'm very, very focused on not just working out, but the things that I put in my body. I'm really focused right now on eating from my blood type. Okay. So I'm sacrificing from a physical standpoint. I'm going to sacrifice. I don't drink anymore. Super excited about that. Wow, congratulations. I, thank you. Haven't had a drink in 21 days. It's new. Not even wine. <laughs> so not that we had an issue, but even that, I want to only put things in my body that are healthy for my blood yes. type. So we've given up alcohol. Um Again, eating from my blood type, I'm going to spend more time fasting. I'm going to spend more time praying, and I'm yes. definitely going to spend more time studying. So now my first, I'll start getting up every day at 4 a.m., mm. and we'll make sure that by the time 8 a.m. comes, we've already prayed, um, worked out, and done our meditation for what our day needs to look like. So I'm really on a spiritual journey and a physical journey over this next 12 months. And the things that I'm going to sacrifice, honestly, there's going to be, I love my family. Yes. I love, love my family. I love family time. Over this next 12 months, I'm going to miss some holidays. Mm. I'm going to miss some birthdays. Um, I'm not going to eat the things that make me happy. I'm going to go to eating to live, <laughs> not living to eat. Um, I'm going to sacrifice my martinis and um, just really go to work on myself, mind, body, and soul. Wow. 
Nicole, thank you for being on here. Y'all listen. Thank y'all for watching the Delayed Gratification Podcast. Like it, share it, watch it a thousand times, y'all. Thank you. I love y'all.